Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to say no. And if the choices that you've made in your life, if, if being an entrepreneur is no longer healthy for you, if you need to make other decisions, make the decision. Welcome to the Marriage Family Business Podcast. My name's Mick. And my name's Claire. I'm a husband, father of two incredible young boys, a business system strategist, tech entrepreneur, and author of the best-selling book, Beyond the Marketing Funnel. I am a wife, mother to the same two incredible little boys, reluctant entrepreneur, and classically trained vocalist and music educator. Claire and I are founding owners of several businesses, including Rockstar, an internationally renowned online marketing and systems management firm based in good old Traverse City, Michigan. We created the Marriage Family Business Podcast to open up the conversation about how these three areas of our lives collide and to try and tackle the question, how the heck do you manage it all successfully? And of course, to help other entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial couples discover real life in the trenches advice for the common problems that being an entrepreneur with a family and spouse often entail. So sit back, preferably with your spouse or your partner, as Claire and I take you on this journey with us and share with you our wildest stories and most valuable learning experiences that you can't find on a Google search. Let's roll. In keeping with our tradition on the MFB podcast, uh, in this next episode, we get very real about the mental health of entrepreneurs. Um, before we go too much further, I just want to make very clear that we are not uh, psychologists or psychiatrists, nor do we play them on TV. However, um, we do choose to have a very open, honest conversation about uh, some dark periods in our lives, how we have moved through them, and action steps if you're finding yourself in the same positions. So one of the reasons why Claire and I started Marriage Family Business, uh, at least from my perspective, and one of the reasons why I brought it up to Claire initially, um, is because it's become so painfully obvious to, I would say most of us, many of us, um, maybe all of us, I don't know, just how curated life seems now. Um, the Instagram phenomenon alone, right? <laughs> you take a photo and then you, and you, you, you take actually more like, you know, 20 photos. Filter the absolute hell out of it. Filter the absolute hell out of it. Make it look absolutely perfect and then post it up uh, to Instagram. And then you wait. Many people wait. I actually don't do this, but many people wait. I do. And watch how many people, do you really? I do. And watch how many people like that photo. And if it doesn't get a, a certain number of, of likes, or if it, the likes are from the wrong people or, if, you know, from the, the people that are just like kind of in and out, they're not actually real people. They're like bots or something. Mm. You, you delete that shit and you get rid of it. Right. And so we have this very curated life and it's become so difficult to, to navigate. Um, and then on, of course, because we're all humans, we compare each other's lives to one another and, and, uh, and you see everybody else's curated version of their life. Yeah. And uh, and suddenly you live in this reality that's not real at all. We only see what people want to see. Yeah. And I, and I think that that's something that, you know, I don't think that that's a, a giant revelation necessarily. Sure. Yes. Agreed. Um, but it's not something that's really talked about much. And so one of the things that was really important to me 
when I started thinking about doing this project, putting this project together, um, because actually initially MFB, believe it or not, was not a Claire and Mick project. Nope. MFB was originally um, a podcast that I was just going to be doing by myself. Um, and it wasn't even MFB. It was something very tech related and different. And, you know, I, I realized that we had this curated thing. So as Claire and I started talking about it, I really wanted to make sure that whatever we did was real. And that's why we tell painful stories. And that's why we, you know, share things. Like if you haven't gotten to the episode yet where we talk about um, our miscarriage, you know, mm. that that's, that's a real thing that happened to us. Um, if you have, uh, you know, we talk about our war. Um, we talk about a lot of different things. Um, and that's, you know, definitely not, the best look that I've ever had. <laughs> but, you know, the, the key thing here is, is that, you know, I, I really want to really highlight and make sure that everybody's clear about just how online life isn't necessarily real life. Correct. And from an entrepreneurial perspective, if you are an entrepreneur or your partner's an entrepreneur, Something else that's not discussed even more so than the massive curated life that I think is so obvious to everybody out there is the mental health of those of us who are entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. of, of all of the different things that happen um, to you. Because I feel like it's very – Claire, I'd, I'd, I'd be interested in your take on this, but as an entrepreneur, you're by definition a leader. Yes, and especially if you have employees, mm. you're a leader. Mm -hmm. uh, you have clients, you're leading them on some some level. Right? Yes. These are people that are coming to you and and, and you looking have a value. for your expertise. And yeah, there's a value proposition there. They're 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 giving you money and you're giving them a service or a product or something of value to that person. And so mm -hmm. in that particular vein, you're a leader. It's it's almost more of being a leader, yes, but now being responsible. Right. You're responsible for the well-being of your clients, certainly as much as you can control. You're responsible for the well-being of your employees. You're responsible for what happens with your families. Um, and yeah, that, uh, especially if there are concerns about your own personal ability to lead, it's it's a very difficult thing to confront and to maneuver through. And I guess kind of where I'm coming, where I'm, where I'm sort of going with this whole component is that business is hard. Yep. This stuff's hard. And as entrepreneurs, we're supposed to be leaders. We're supposed to be strong. We're supposed to be bulletproof in many levels. Mm. And, um, and we have to be on all the time. And now we're interconnected all the time. You can like uh, uh, most of us, many of us, uh, I used to sleep literally with my phone directly next to me mm. uh, with the, with the ringer on. So if somebody needed something at two o'clock in the morning, I would pop right up and I would answer it and handle the situation. I don't do that anymore. Thank God. Um, but there's no, there's not even any downtime. Right. Yeah. So there's all these crazy stresses that hit you. There's no downtime and you need to look like you've got your fucking shit together at all times yeah. to effectively everybody. Yeah. And, if, and, if, and by the way, if you're a parent, uh, you also need to model 
you need to model mm. how to be a quality human being, theoretically. How to be a leader. How to be a leader, how to be how to do all the things yeah. to, to your kids as well. And I would argue that um, you know, I'm not trying to be like Neil Young in 1974 where he sings, you know, it's impossible to make it today, you know, because that's because that's just horse shit. Deep dig. Holy uh, yeah, smokes. Yeah. It's impossible. Anyway. Um I'm not doing the uh the the, the grandma voice that that Neil Young has. <laughs> I don't but, know. That uh, was a pretty good. But yeah, so I guess kind of where I'm going with it is it's it's okay to recognize the fact that that you don't have it all together sometimes and to go out and seek help where you need help sought. Mm -hmm. Um For almost, for the better part of two decades, I personally didn't look for help anywhere. Um, I just buried myself in substance abuse. Yeah. And I walked around like it, like I was fine, man. No worries. And then, was it last year or the year before? March 7th, 2017. Okay. So actually, it was December of 2016 that um i had one of the worst panic attacks of my life and i actually checked myself into the hospital over at munson um i thought i told my wife about it i didn't even nope. tell her about it um my doctor actually i take that back i actually called my doctor and my doctor told me to go immediately to the emergency room. Uh, they, it was actually after hours, and they sent me to a blood um, specialist. Actually, in the in the hospital, I, I w I'm not a medical guy, guys, so I, I apologize if I'm not quite spitting this right. But this is effectively how I remember it going down. And it was like you know, seven thirty in the evening, um, and I was in this wing that was all dark. And they had to call up this technician that, that came and took like this deep blood sample from me and they checked for markers or something. They were looking to find out if I had a heart attack. Um, and I didn't. So no. that was that was really cool. Thank goodness. Yeah. Escher was born, what, a week later? Yeah, I think so. And yeah. at the time, um, we were going through some very, very serious uh, negative things that was that was happening. Um in one of our businesses um, yeah. with, uh, with a partner. And I really thought I had a heart attack. Um, didn't. And that's great. And so then Escher was born and a week later, holy hell, I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. And so this was supposed to be a really uh, fabulous, safe, wonderful time. And you know what? Yeah. That, that part of it absolutely was. And it, you know, Escher was born a couple days before Christmas. We moved into Christmas with our, with our two-year-old and our newborn we stayed in Michigan that Christmas instead of going to North Carolina. Honestly, I um, think the, the travel, the, the travel, the lack of travel from that perspective helped me out a lot, mm -hmm. honestly, just to, to get me through. Mm -hmm. um, and then it all came crashing back. Yeah. It all came crashing back and it got so bad. Um, Claire, do you want to, do you want to take this one a little bit and <clears throat> explain so sort of what from, happened? From my point of view, um, 
I get my hair cut and colored four times a year because I have a shit ton of hair and because it's expensive to do so. And I've definitely got guilt around how I spend our money. So I'm married to Panga. So yeah, if you know Boy Meets World, I've got Topanga hair. And um, yes. And so it was my March cut and color. It was March 7th, 2017. Um, Escher was a couple months old. Ava was two and a half. Um, I don't remember where Escher was because he had not yet started preschool or uh, daycare. He was probably with my in-laws. And Mick had moved into our new office. And at the time, uh, the company was Mick. And one of our employees who's been with us um, coming up on eight years here, but he works remotely and me from time to time, but I was really working in one of our other businesses. And so it was Mick alone in the new office that we had just gotten downtown, fourth floor of a building right downtown. And in the two and a half hours it took for me to have my hair cut and colored, he called me 10 times. And to the point where I literally almost walked out of the salon with foil in my hair because I thought you did. I, 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 I was I, within inches. I remember it. I remember you showing up. I showed up as soon as I was done with my appointment. And I walked upstairs and my husband was broken. He was broken. At this point, I did not know about the December thing. Again, probably because I was a week away from having our second child and we had a two-year-old, and I'm sure he did not want to freak me out. Um, this is a common trait with men in my life. My dad does similar shit, um, which I'm sure Mick is going to love to hear that this is something he and my dad have in common. Oh, that's great. I'm um, happy about that. But so I had told him many times that he needs to see someone, talk to someone, get on something. Like, I, I don't know. But his current stress level, his current anxiety level, he, he is not functioning as a human being, much less as a business owner, husband, father, like he's broken. Let's do something to get fixed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the way that I handled it at the time, uh, like I'll even tell you, uh, I'll tell you guys what the issue that, that triggered me that, that just really tipped it is in one of our businesses at the time we were um we had a significant staff member that uh, a, a significant staff member that that quit just straight up quit and left a massive hole in production for yeah. like this entire company and we needed to fill that hole and so we filled the hole with uh you know just people, a really horrendous person actually well yeah, actually, she was, you know, it, it, how she is or isn't is not the point of the story. The point is, is that she. Fine, made, a really horrendous worker, producer. Yeah. She and, was very bad at what we hired her to do. Yeah. And, and ultimately, that's on us. Yes. You know? Oh, absolutely. Ult ultimately, that's absolutely on us. We're the ones that made the decision to do that. But it was it was the tipping point that made the whole, it, it, it felt like the sky was just caving in. And on that particular day. I, you know, I could have very easily not made it past that day that that could have happened. Um, and it didn't. And after that, you know, I got help and it helped me out quite a bit. 
And uh, you know what? Stress is still there, but it's never been like that. And I really honestly feel that uh, that particular day could have gone a couple different ways. Um, But moreover, where I got lucky, or maybe not lucky, maybe it was because I finally opened myself up to it, is I, I finally had somebody else out there that was aware that I wasn't just rock fucking solid. Yeah. And, and to be clear, I don't know if I'm rock solid now, but I'm at, I think I'm, I'm human and I'm, I'm normal and I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sturdy. And let me just say uh, as, as the spouse and partner, um, you know, and I deal with my own anxiety. I've talked about that many times. Um, uh, you know, had an eating disorder in college and, you know, definitely, definitely have same anxiety issues. Um, But as the partner who thinks that their person is okay to learn how many signs you have missed um, leads to tremendous feelings of anger and blame and guilt over not seeing what was happening. Um, and listen, you know, I can make all the excuses in the world, two small kids, I'm running the other business, brand new baby, but I just didn't see it. And to realize how close, how close we actually came to our lives just being completely rocked and different um, is, it's it's a lot to to process. All that said, though, it is so much better to know and to have a handle on what the situation really is, even if it's scary for me. I mean, Mickle sometimes, you know, still kind of fall back in, into into some dark places. Oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. And while it is terrifying to hear, I am grateful that I know. I'm glad to know. I'm glad it is not hidden. I'm glad he's not carrying this himself. Um, So if you are listening to this and you are Mick, tell someone. If you don't feel like you can tell your spouse, okay, um, tell someone. Anybody. Anybody. Find, find. That's the moral of the story here, kids. Like, you might feel like Superman or Superwoman. And quite frankly, you probably are. This yes. nine to five, grind all the fucking time, hustle, 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 you know, nine to fives for the week, you know, mm-hmm. shit like that. Look, I'm, I'm guilty of all of it too. All right. Yeah. Like I live in this world. Like I'm, I'm, I've got the throttle down at all times. I've got my foot on the, th- on, on people's throats, making things happen and most heavily my own. Um, yeah. That's the world we live in. That's the that's the environment that we all have chosen to operate in as business owners and entrepreneurs, as leaders, as as people that are are grinding every day. Like that's where we're at. And that is, and you hit the nail on the head. It is a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's our choice. Everybody, everybody who makes that choice, ultimately, you can choose to do anything you want. That's right. That's right. But just because you've made that choice, just because you're in that position doesn't mean that it's that that you are granite it that doesn't you. it doesn't mean that you're made of steel it doesn't mean that you can't have fallacies 
and you can't have issues and you can't be weak in places and need to reach out for help. And it especially means do not suffer in silence. Oh God. I mean, well put like entrepreneurs are the Kings and Queens, Kings and Queens of suffering and silence, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and you can't. And so like, I'll, I'll just say, here are the things that I've done in that time. Um, I have gone on anti-anxiety medication. Mm-hmm. Helps me out massively. Yeah. Um, I have not come off that. No. Um, because I... It's really funny. Um, we were we were talking uh, with one of our other family members who um, deals with some depression, things like that. And, and we were talking about, you know, look how great she's doing, blah, blah, blah. And one of our other family members was like, yeah, I don't think she needs to be on it anymore. And I was like, you know how when you're diagnosed with high blood pressure and then suddenly your blood pressure is like decent, holy crap, like you, you've been put on medicine and now your blood pressure is good. That does not mean that you come off the blood pressure medication. So just because, holy shit, she's not depressed, she's able to get out of bed and be functional and, and happy, she doesn't need that medicine anymore. Hello? Like, are you fucking kidding? Oh God! No, so so that's the thing. But it's like, you know, I've got on meds. Um, you know, we live in in the state of Michigan. Luckily, this is a medical marijuana state. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I have my card. I'm legal. And it, why do I have it? I have it for anxiety. Yeah. Um, legit. This is why this happened. Um, and you know, I'm not a a, a hardcore stoner by any no. stretch of the imagination. No. But. It definitely helps quite a bit. Um, I think that you and I, Claire, have really upped our communication game. And and it was never bad, mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't think so either. But you took the step to rely on me. Yeah, Which I, I know was difficult for you. And to be clear, at the beginning, it was difficult for me too. Because I was just as guilty of expecting you to be Superman and just handle handle your shit. Handle your shit. Be the man. You've got this. And man up, man. Um, and it's just, it wasn't fair to you, which fair is one of our four little words. That is a podcast that's coming. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that it wasn't fair. And, and so I had to. Would you say I didn't deserve it? I would say that. That's an inside joke. Oh, that's another one of our four-letter words. You should have done this is another one of our four-letter words. Um, But you were open to me and I responded in kind. And so, yeah, we always had, not always, as if you've heard the war episode, um, you know, we have not always had spectacular conversation and relationships. Um, But Certainly at that point, we, I thought our relationship was great. And our communication was great, but this upped it. Yeah. Yeah. And not just for your mental health, but for our relationship. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, you know, a couple other things that I did. Um, I went out and found a fucking hobby. Yeah. Something that wasn't work and wasn't home. And that was yours. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to that end, I curl. Um, and, and, and not his hair, to and, be clear. And by the way, we're talking about the brooms, uh, ice, 40 pound, 44 pound stones that you send across the, the, the ice curling. Not surprisingly, Mick is the guy at the other end of the ice sheet screaming, no, 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 no. 
sweep. You got to go. You got to go. Go, go, go. I'm not going to yell into the microphone, but like. Well, you kind of just did, but that's I okay. Did. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm really sorry if you're listening to this in headphones. I, I really apologize. That was loud. Um, but yeah, you you found something that is yours that you could yeah, and, enjoy. And, and you know what's funny is that. I almost immediately was identified as somebody that they wanted to bring into uh, that my curling club wanted to bring into um, a leadership position. And I, I jumped into it for a hot second. And then I quickly bowed out because I needed to have any place in my life, any, any place in my life that wasn't performance driven, wasn't metric based, wasn't how well can you do this and what can you do for me right now? Because you know what? That is my whole damn life. Yeah. And, and by the way, this is, I'm not complaining here. No, this is, again, I want to be very clear. This is the, this is the life that I've chosen. Like many of you, like many of you listening to this right now, the, the, the issues that are you're experiencing in your life, in your family, in your business are there because you've made those choices and you know that, um, and there might be some things that have happened. Uh, I'm sure there are things that have happened that you had no control over, but at the end of the day, we all make the choices to to operate in, in our businesses where, where we're at. Yeah. And, and I'll say one more thing. It's not just the things that I chose to do, but it was also the decisions that I, I made around what I wasn't going to do anymore. And maybe more importantly, who I wasn't going to spend time with anymore. Yes. And to that end, I have edited out uh, quite a few people, uh, quite a few relationships, mm-hmm. uh, friendships, um, specifically some clients that I simply um, fired and let go. Mm-hmm. Um, some friends that uh, I thought were friends that I think at one point in time in different phases of our lives, we were grand friends, mm-hmm. uh, but we grew apart. And Yeah, everyone grows. This is one of our podcasts too. Everyone grows. You just got to grow in the same direction. When you grow in a different direction from somebody, it has to be okay to acknowledge it Mourn it if necessary. Mm-hmm. I know you did. I absolutely. And so like now I know that there's uh, more than a handful of people that think that I'm a complete asshole. And uh, because of how I've, I've, because of decisions that I've made around our, our longstanding relationships and friendships and things like that. And you know what? Uh, it ain't personal, man, you know, or it is personal. Um, but it's just, you know, you got to do what you got to do to take care of yourself because yes. man, it, it is, it is such a grind. It's such a fight. It is such a battle to maintain your mental sanity and people are going to come at you in every direction. They're going to want things from you. They're always going to have their hand open. And, and at the risk of being cliched here, there's no one coming on the white horse to save you. Uh, no, the, the only, the only person on the white horse is you and you need to, the, you need to recognize that. And own it and do whatever you can, whatever you need to, whatever you need to, to take care of yourself. Because you know what, especially as business owners, especially as leaders in our, inside of our business, inside of our families, Mm -hmm. as, as part of community and and as a whole, people look at you and they expect you to be all of it. And so you need to be able to say no and you need to be able to ask for help. And if if you can't turn to your spouse or partner, okay, find someone. If you can't talk to your business partner, okay, find someone. Don't be afraid to ask for help. 
don't be afraid to say no. And if the choices that you've made in your life, if, if being an entrepreneur is no longer healthy for you, if you need to make get other out. decisions, get out. make the decision. Get out. Honestly, I'll tell you, I, I actually, I don't know this for sure. Cause I've literally been an, an entrepreneur for, uh, like 22 years, 23 years, mm. something like that. But, um, I, uh, it's not for everybody. This, this life is not for everybody. It, it's probably not for most people. And, um, there are certainly thoughts that have gone through my head, uh, from time to time that I've wondered if it really is what's right for me. Um, mm -hmm. as it turns out, it really is. This is where I belong. And going back to, I don't know if the, the why episode has aired yet or not. Um, but we talk a lot about really crystallizing why we make the decisions we do, why we care about the people we do, why we move forward down specific paths. And, and this is really just an extension of like this last bit or our, our wrap up here is an extension of that. Real, if, if you are feeling lost, anxious, heavy, oh, oh, just overburdened, really step back and understand that asking for help is good and reevaluating is good. Solidify for yourself whether or not being an entrepreneur is for you. Solidify for yourself whether or not relationships are serving you. Don't be afraid to do the digging. And I'm going to go ahead and say one last thing. Um, if you are out there and you're hearing this, and my story has triggered something in you and you don't have any place to go and you need to talk to somebody and you don't know who that is, I want to invite you mm. to find me on Facebook, find me, just find me mm -hmm. and post, let's, you know, post on my wall or send me a private yeah. message, really send me a private message and let's talk and I will help you however I can because damn it, this is a hard game that we play, every one of us, and the pressures mount, they get harder every day. And especially if you're in business, a lot of people think that you're the man and they're actually immediately against you because you're in business and you're providing jobs and you're doing things like that. And it's it it it's hard to know where to turn and people don't get it. Um, but we get it. Mm -hmm. And probably more people than you imagine get it. And I just want to make sure that there's nobody that doesn't have somebody to talk to about this. So your action step today is this. If you find yourself resonating with Mick, if you find yourself resonating with me, we'd love to know. But more importantly, go find the person that you need to talk to. And um, don't be afraid to be vulnerable. That's your whole homework, kids. Yeah. So thank you guys so much. Thanks for spending time with us today here on the Marriage Family Business Podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, then there are just two things we would love for you to do. Number one, leave a rating and a review for us on iTunes. It really helps us know what kind of content we need to produce for you. And secondly, head on over to marriagefamilybusinesspodcast.com and subscribe for free to get all the resources shared in every episode emailed directly to you. That way you don't have to go searching for anything discussed on any episode. It'll just be in your inbox. We'll catch you on the next episode of the MFB podcast.